Hello, dear friend. Thank you so much for connecting one more time here with me. I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa. I say hello to you and welcome to another Bible study from the series, The Letter of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. If you want to listen or watch the previous episodes, feel more than free to go to our website, thechurch.us, or you can go to our YouTube channel or Vimeo channel or even the Facebook page of Victory Church. So let's do it. I'm reading from the easy to read version starting today, the chapter number eight. So the reading, the, the reading will be from verse one through 11. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, dear Lord guide us through this study. So let's read. So now anyone who is in Christ, in Christ Jesus is not judged guilty. That is because in Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit that brings life made you free. It made you free from the law that brings sin and death. The law was without power because it was made weak by our sinful selves. Let me pause here. So we have been discussing through this series that the forgiveness of our sins is possible thanks to the mercy of the good Lord through the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul has been, uh, he has shared so many wonderful things about this. And uh, actually in the previous uh, episodes, we, we found something interesting about him saying, I am miserable because I see that what the bad things I don't want to do, I do. <laughs> you remember that, right? So this is more or less what he's trying to say here. When in verse three, he says, the law was without power because it was made weak by our sinful selves. So in other words, the law was written, the commandments were written with the purpose of making us strong to make us do what is right. But actually the law, <laughs> It was weak, even useless to a certain degree to make us have a good behavior simply for the fact that our sinful selves were leading us into that. But now it's different. By the power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we experience salvation, the forgiveness of our sins. And actually Paul says, we are made free. But let's continue reading. But God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son to earth with the same human life that everyone else uses for sin. God sent him to be an offering to pay for sin. So God used the human life to destroy sin. That's powerful. That is powerful. So let's talk a little bit about it. You know that through our own life, with our own bodies, we all sin. We do what is wrong. We offend God, we offend people, we fail, right? Eventually, if you are a believer, you find in the Lord Jesus Christ your redemption. And now you feel much better with, in reference to the Lord, with yourself, with other people you say, well, it seems like now I'm gonna get it right. <laughs> And, uh, and we are happy to have a, a new life, a new beginning with the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we know that and all that is possible. 
But uh, here is something important to, to, to see, is that it was through our own bodies that we made that mess through our own lives. So our human life, it was messed up to begin with. And we just went from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Eventually, thanks to the mercies of the good Lord, we are forgiven, right? Well, this is the, the big thing that the good Lord in heaven thinking of us and wanting us to be back to him, wanting us to, uh, to be reconnected with him. He said, it's impossible for them to get it right. <laughs> so I have to provide a solution for these people because my creation really doesn't get it. My, my creation is so into doing what is wrong, they can help it. Really, we can help it. So he decided to do something amazing, is to bring in the human life of Jesus, the example, the model to follow, but more than anything, the perfect Lamb of God, to pay for our sins. So now, if we go back to the law in the tabernacle, when Moses receives from God the instructions about how animals needed to be killed and sacrificed, and that blood will bring the forgiveness to the people. Through that blood, through that sac sacrificial death of animals, that is exactly the idea that he wanted us to start conceiving in our minds that we cannot help it, that we need a Redeemer. And the beauty is that the Lord God decided, I'm going to go down myself. You hear that? I am going to go down to earth myself. In the, persons, in the person of Jesus, becoming human. That is outstanding. That is even almost impossible to comprehend that the good Lord God Almighty became a human being in the person of Jesus, a hundred percent God and a hundred percent human. That is beautiful. And the reason why he did it, because he knew there is no other way that my creation can get it right. I have to pay the price for their forgiveness, and I don't want to continue sacrificing animals for that. There is no need. The perfect lamb, Jesus, my son, is going to be the one who paid that price once and for all. That's wonderful. Let's keep reading. So, verse 4. He did this so that we could be right, just as the law said we must be. Now, we don't live following our sinful selves. We live following the Spirit. So remember that Paul said earlier in chapter 7, I am miserable. Remember that we said, wow, it is important to acknowledge our sinful selves. It's important to acknowledge that that we failed, that we sinned, 
and repent, right? We discussed that. And Paul himself said, I find that the battle is within me. The battle between good and evil, right? Well, guess what? There is a winner. There is someone that already won that battle within ourselves. And that is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the one who is giving you the victory day after day. Let me read it one more time because it's important. Now we do not live following our sinful selves. We live following the Spirit. Because whenever you become a believer, although your weaknesses, your flesh, your sinful nature, your sinful self will be there, there is something that is much more powerful, which is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is going to move you to start doing things right, to get it right, not just to, to make free, to be all right with the Lord because you are forgiven. No, no, not just that. So now moving forward, it's about getting it right constantly, keeping the okay of the Lord constantly. And it's doable as long as you follow the Spirit. Let's read it one more time. Verse four, he did this so we could be right, just as the Lord said we must be. Now we don't live without, we don't live following our sinful selves, we live following the Spirit. It's enough with following the flesh. Now you probably have opinions about it and you are thinking, that sounds wonderful, so explain to me why is it then that I keep messing it up? Because I am tired of that. Well, the answer is because sometimes we don't want to follow the Spirit. We listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We know what is right and what is wrong. We are able, capable, strengthened. We are entitled. We are actually with all the capabilities to do what is right. Simply, we just don't want to. That's a problem. So. I don't know what kind of challenges are you facing today, but let me ask you this question. When you are going through all these temptations and difficulties in your life, are you following the Spirit? Or you are following your sinful self? You have to be following someone. You have to, to go in one way or other. You're going to be following the Spirit of God within you, obeying and doing what He says, or not. You will continue doing what your sinful self wants you to do. I want you to know that you are empowered to do what is right. It certainly, it is up to you. At the end, it's up to you. You are the one making that final decision. And you say, I'm going to do it. Or you say, no, I'm not ready. I still like to, to do these sinful things. You see, it's up to you. But what I want you to see is, this is powerful. Whenever you say, I want to do what is right, I will follow the Spirit. 
I want you to know that the Spirit of God is powerful enough inside of you to make you get it right. And you are not going to be making mistake after mistake, doing what is wrong after what is wrong, again and again and again. You don't have to. Because the power of the Lord, the Spirit of God is in you, so you will do it. You remember like in the movies, the, the Star Wars movies, may the, what is what he says? Uh, may the power be, be, be with you or something like that. I can't remember. But, uh, but this is the idea. This is exactly the idea that the Spirit of God is in you. You just have to realize, I'm not alone. That's what you have to realize. You say, I don't know why I'm struggling with this thing. I'm not alone in this. This is not my own personal battle here. You know that the battle is the Lord's. You know, it's not by, by might, it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's the spirit of God in you. That victory that you want in your life is going to happen when you follow the Spirit of God. Let's continue reading, reading verse 5. People who live following their sinful selves think only about what they want. That's the problem. But those who live following the Spirit are thinking about what the Spirit wants them to do. You see that? The more that you focus on the Lord, the more that you focus on, on the, the fact that the Holy Spirit is in you, dwelling in you, talking to you, you will be listening to him. He will lead you to start thinking and wanting to do things that he wants you to do, not what your sinful self wants. Six, if your thinking is controlled by your sinful self, hello, there is a spiritual death. But if your thinking is controlled by the spirit, there is life and peace. What a big difference in your life. Paul knew it. I know it. We discovered that, yeah, we are weak and it's horrible and we are done with this, but there is forgiveness. And now when we realize that the Spirit of God is dwelling inside of us, this battle is not just our own battle. You know, my friend, you have your challenges and difficulties, but don't you think, don't you think that you are alone on this? The Lord is with you, fighting with you. Okay, verse 7. Why is this true? Because anyone whose thinking is controlled by their sinful self is against God. They refuse to obey God's law, and really they are not able to obey it. Those who are ruled by their sinful selves cannot please God. That's the problem. What is in their minds, what is in their hearts is just thinking of what they want is sinful, sinful, sinful. It's just the evil inside of us, the power of the, the sinful uh, desires in us. There is no way that someone that wants this kind of stuff is going to please God. It is impossible. Think about it. Imagine in a house, you have two children. One is willing to please the father and the mother. The other doesn't care about what the parents are saying. He only cares about what he says, what he wants. He doesn't listen. He's not interested in anything other than himself. Through the week, things happen. 
after the whole week, when is the weekend, they get together with the parents and they evaluate what happened. And you know what happened. The one that is just being selfish always gets into trouble. While the other kid that is trying to please the parents, obeying and listening, doesn't do what the parents tell him not to do and does what the parents are telling him to do, that's the one that gets the blessings. But the same thing is, is with you. You are that kid. You want to please God? Do what He says. He will give you the strength. But if you don't want to do it, you want to do what your sinful self, if you are selfish, that you only care for what you want, I'm sorry, but your life is not pleasing God. You are not pleasing the Lord. And then when you come to these moments of need and you are praying, begging the Lord, help me, provide me, do this, do this. How can you expect that the Lord is going to move right away for you when you have been so selfish? Verse 9. Here's the beautiful part. But you are not ruled by your sinful selves. That is important to understand. You are not ruled by your sinful selves. You are ruled by the Spirit. If that Spirit of God really lives in you, but whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Christ. Your body will always be dead because of sin. But if Christ is in you, then the Spirit gives you life because Christ made you right with God. God raised Jesus from dead. And if God, God's Spirit lives in you, He will also give you Give life to your bodies that die. Yes, God is the one who raised Christ from death. And He will raise you to life through His Spirit living in you. The Lord God can do miracles in your life, my friend. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is almighty. He rescued the Israelites from Egypt took them through a journey to give them the promised land, but they fought those battles. And all that is just a figure for us believers. We were in sin. We were in the world in evil, rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ, moving forward to have our promised land on earth and in heaven. But it's up to us to fight the battle. Remember, the battle is the Lord's. You are not by yourself. You are not alone. You don't need to fight on your own. If the Spirit of God is in you, you will obey Him. Surrender. Do what He says. That is going to be the big difference in your walk. You will see that sin is not going to control you anymore. You will do what is right. Thank you so much for watching, and I hope to see you next week. 